0: it's time to go inside the front office of the Athletics with the general manager of the A's, David Forst. Here now is the David Forst Show with Chris Townsend. David, how are you? Tony, what's going on, man? Well, we're just excited. There's a lot of, you know, we're looking up and Toronto's losing. For Somehow Baltimore keeps beating everybody. And you look at the standings every single day, whether it's the division or the wild card, I know you're doing like we're doing. It changes every day.
1: It does. There's a lot of a lot of teams involved in this wild card race, and sometimes they're playing each other. You don't know who to root for. Uh, I think we sort of simplified it and said we just we need to win and uh, and realize we have no control over every everything else, and until we play Seattle, obviously. But uh, yeah, it's it's kind of dizzying to try and keep track of.
0: Yeah, I was like you the other day, going, "Huh, Houston and Seattle. Who do I want to win this game?" But I gotta think you guys still feel you're in it for the division still, right?
1: Yeah, I mean that's absolutely the case. We have six games left with Houston, so anything is possible. Um, certainly, when you go through a weekend like we did with Toronto, you you know you sort of take a step back and say, okay, you know, you got We got to get ourselves right before we worry about anything else. So obviously, the last two days against the White Sox is sort of made us feel better about that and we've got a stretch here where hopefully we can do some damage but um but yeah until look until that division is decided you're always always got your eye on that
0: you know speaking of Toronto isn't there just a point where you run into a hot team and you have to tip your cap to them uh,
1: I yeah I guess I mean <laughs> that yeah they what they ended up you know win an eighth straight or something or they're still they're still on a winning streak um yeah I mean it it's hard to say right now you you obviously feel like you should have won the Friday night game and then things kind of snowball after that but um yeah they're look they're playing well they've their record has been way below their run differential all season long so it, it's sort of it felt like it's only a matter of time until until they get into a mix with everybody else and they sure they sure knocked down the door the last week and a half
0: well what's interesting going down here on the field today is Sounds like Chris Bassett wants to start tonight. This guy wants to get back. <laughs> I mean, he wants to get back on the mound. I, I you know, and I know there's a lot going on just having surgery and everything and I I guess he was playing football out here earlier today just to see how his vision's working. Uh, what do you think you can truly expect from him? There's 22 games left. What do you think you can get out of him?
1: I I think it, you know, it remains to be seen. He he still has a number of steps he needs to go through. So We'll see what you know. What time is left? But he's going to throw off the mound tomorrow. That's the first step. He's got to he's got to take ground balls and do PFPs. He's got to see live hitters um, because he just he has to have that experience before he you know gets over that hurdle. So there's there's still some check marks, and um, you know uh, I'm hopeful he, he gets back and pitches. I, I don't think we have any sense yet of how many times it's going to be.
0: Well, just to get him back, it's going to be fantastic. And talk about Frankie Montas. The growth that you've seen in him, to me, it's just not physical. I think so much of it is mental. He's always had the stuff. Just tell us what you've seen with Frankie.
1: Yeah, you've seen it in in kind of spurts over the last couple seasons because, like you said, the stuff has always been there, but there's there's a mentality that it takes to go out there and dominate even – even with incredible stuff. And, and um, you know, that, that sort of swagger is what we've seen from him of late, and he's definitely stepped up. And we talked about when Chris went down needing Sean and, and Frankie to step up, and they've done exactly that. I mean, you know, Sean's put together pretty darn good back-to-back starts at this point, and, and hopefully is over that little stretch that he had. But, but yeah, Frank, Frankie has always been a guy that we've known that can go out there and dominate. And sometimes it doesn't doesn't happen. Sometimes it's physical with him. Um, but he does he does have the mentality when he's right to go out there and, and do what he's been doing the last, you know, it's, shoot, it's a long stretch now, a couple months.
0: Yeah, it's been very impressive. And uh, Sean Maniah's last couple outings have been impressive. It's what you need at this time of the year because we talk about all the time, whether it's this show or the clubhouse show, how every game feels like a playoff game. 22 games left. Do you get that sense that every every single game from here on out is a playoff game?
1: Uh, I do. Yeah. I mean, and part of it is our own doing. You know, losing those three games in Toronto didn't help, but um but anytime you're you're on, you're you're at the finish line like we are, you feel like uh you kind of feel like you need to win every game. Now, obviously you don't have to, but um but I know Bob and the guys are going out there with a the mentality that they're going to pull out all the stops and do do what they can to win you know just about every night so hopefully we uh, we get on a little roll here because we need
0: to do that yeah when and when you start looking at this time of the year how do you want to see the bullpen utilized
1: <laughs> I wish guys were available every night um, I mean you, you you obviously know who the guys are at the back end right now and who's having success and you know, there's no hiding it. I mean, Andrew, Andrew Chafin has been outstanding back there. And, and, you know, as from where I sit, you wish these guys could pitch every night, but you know, they can't. Um, and you know, you need, you need everyone to step up, whether it's in a longer role, like middle of the game, or whether it's, you know, Beekman and, and Lou and those guys getting, getting the ball to Sergio and, and Chafin in the eighth and ninth. So I think, you know, I, I don't think you have a lot of wiggle room right now. You got to go out and and take advantage of the leads you have and hold on
0: to them. Yeah, the process of it, and you know how we work on the postgame show. We want Chafin to throw every inning of every game. Um, you know, how does the process work? Let's say he's thrown two days in a row. Do you do you wait till he shows up the next day, see how he's feeling, or do you just take it upon yourself to say, hey, you've thrown a couple days in a row, we're sitting you tonight? How does that work?
1: You know, we have some objective measurements for that, and and you know, we have some some benchmarks as far as you know how stressful the innings were, a number of pitches, days off leading into it, things like that. And 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 Bob and EMO do a good job of looking at the looking at the chart to see who's available. But there is there's also some feel to it. And, and a guy like Andrew's thrown two days in a row, it's not going to be the same as if Sergio did or if Jake threw two days in a row. Every guy's a little different, so. You look, at, you look at the kind of usage chart, and then you, you do go talk to the guys. Or I say you, like Bob and Emo go talk to these guys when they get here, and they'll go out and play catch, see how their arm feel. So it's a, little, it's a little bit of art, a little bit of science, and um, it sort of determines. Obviously, if you use a guy like Chaffin tonight, three nights in a row, then you know he's going to be down a little bit. So Bob's got to pick his spot.
0: You know, you mentioned the science and that we're down here on the field and we see everything down in the bullpen to try and help. And, and I know you've brought in some really smart people to try and help these guys uh, with their pitches. Just how much has the game changed when it really comes to science and you're hiring basically scientists and they're down there watching They're watching. I mean, just talk about how different that is from when you first got into baseball.
1: It is. It is different. There's a lot more people around now. A lot, a lot more technology, and it's great. I mean, and and particularly because the 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 guys in uniform love it too. I think we have a lot of pitchers who are very invested uh, in making sure they're, you know, they know what they're doing. They're they're asking questions about their TrackMan numbers. They want to see the slow motion video, and and they're they're invested in themselves, and ultimately that helps the team. So. You know, we have a good, smart group in the Baseball Operations Department here. You know, try to make all this stuff available to the coaching staff. And I think we've been lucky with a group of players that really wants to benefit from it.
0: Yeah, what I like about it is if you're down on the bullpen and let's say you throw a slider that feels really good and it looks really good, well, I like the fact that you have a, a, like a third thing coming in going, yeah, the science, what we're seeing with TrackMan or Rapsod or whatever it is, it, you're reaffirming to me that it's good. So it feels good right. out of my hand. It feels good with my eyes. And now you're telling me with the science it feels good.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're sort of, you know, you've taken one of sort of the most basic kind of money ball principles, which is when the scouting and the stats match up, that's when you make your best decision. So – We've been lucky enough with the development of technology to move that from scouting onto the field. And and like you said, when, when a pitch looks right and feels right, then you go to the numbers, and, and if it backs it up and say, yeah, that's the spin, that's the spin efficiency, that's the break that you want, all those things come together. That's that's when sort of the best coaching happens now as well.
0: Since the All-Star break, you got a guy hitting 363. Uh, steals a base it seems like every single game. When you were trading for Starling Marte, did you know that was going to be Ricky Henderson 2.0? <laughs> I think
1: you're selling him short by saying he's only stealing a base every game. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's stealing a base and then he's harassing the pitchers into throwing the ball in the center field so he can score score all the way from second. Um, no, I I won't say I knew the impact he was going to have. We knew he was an outstanding player and he was going to you know fill a hole that we had but um but I had no idea the way he impacts the game every single day
0: I I watch a lot of baseball and I can't tell you the last time I saw a guy as they're trying to pick him off second base ball goes in the dirt second baseman gets past him just into short right field and the guy scores a run I mean do you remember last time you saw something like that
1: I I don't. And I I also can't remember seeing someone accelerate around first base like he did yesterday on that ball. He hit off the second baseman's leg. I mean, I I was joking with Mike Aldready today that, you know, what a great job he did sending Starling to second on that. Um, But the reality is, I'm not sure Aldo could even see him as he was rounding first base. I mean, his acceleration is something
0: else. No doubt about it. And let's end on because I, I I believe you were down here earlier checking on Mike Fires and that's just that that's a, another variable. You think you can get anything out of Mike the rest of the way?
1: We're we're gonna try and, and more importantly, he's gonna try and get back. I mean he is he's obviously, you know, rehabbed all summer to try and get back at some point and contribute. So uh, you know, he saw saw some live hitters today. Like like you said, I was down there watching as was you know, Bob and the, the medical staff. So we got to see how he responds tomorrow and, and if there's a chance for him to either go out and pitch somewhere or maybe see hitters again. It, you know, when a pitcher misses as much time as he has, uh, it's never a quick process getting back into game action. But uh, but he knows the clock is ticking, and he really – he's been around all year. He's been a cheerleader. I know he wants to get out there and pitch. So we'll, we'll see how he bounces back tomorrow.
0: Yeah, it's so crazy how baseball is early – how baseball is in the middle of the summer, and then at the end it becomes more desperate. And wouldn't you say it's all hands on deck?
1: Without a doubt, it's it's a full on sprint right now. And um, yeah, anybody anybody that's got something to
0: offer, we're ready to put you in the game. Well, I, I would I would say enjoy it, but I know you won't.
1: <laughs> For you, I will
0: try. We'll
1: talk next week. I'll try. I'll try and remember the moments that I had fun this week.
0: Hey, always great stuff. Thank you so much. Be well and be safe. See you, Chris. David Forst on the David Forst Show here on A's Cast Live. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.